0: Welcome to podcast number 3. You're
1: a child of God. Keep at it. Keep telling your
0: friends about Jesus. We've taken quite the siesta, um but we're back and we're hot. We're hot. It's hot right now, man. It's hot as podcasts hitting the streets. It's cold out. It's actually really cold out. Why have we taken a break, you may ask? Because um, we're busy. <laughs> it is very difficult to find a good hour in the work week to hammer this out. Yeah. And also Harry is part time and he only works one day a week in the office. And when he's here, he's really, really busy. And so finally I think we figured out the schedule. You think we figured out the
1: schedule? Yes. Yes. I think so. For the most part.
0: All right. So what we're gonna do in this podcast is we're gonna do q and A. Q&A. My name's Pastor Luke. I've got the three amigos here with me: Harry, Evan, and Aaron. And I'm just gonna ask some questions, and I have no idea what questions we're gonna ask them, but they're gonna answer them on the spot. Oh, love it! Can you do that? You think you can do it? Yes. Yes, sir. All right. So feel free to uh, 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 I, I might feel free to answer the question if it's just a general question out to you guys but I might ask you specifically somebody but my first question is for Harry I was thinking about this Harry as I was prepping and stuff like that Mm -hmm.
1: could you share with us quickly how you became a Christian yes Uh, so I became a Christian I was not a Christian when I was young Uh, so I grew up actually in multiple different religions my mom was a Buddhist we had a lot of weird Buddhist things we did Uh, but then uh, it wasn't until much later until I was 18 actually when someone invited me to church, and uh, I started going to church, but, you know, honestly, I didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of went because she was a girl. <laughs> uh, but I, So, you know, I think back then, you know, I probably prayed a, a prayer of salvation multiple times. I don't even remember. But I really, truly remember falling in love with Christ when I got sick when I was 18, and I just started reading the Bible. And when I read the Bible, I fell in love with Jesus of the Bible. And I absolutely loved everything he said. I loved everything he did, and he spoke to me there, and it was that moment where I remembered, "Oh, I love Jesus, and I want to follow him."
0: Okay, so you had uh, different times in your life where you had prayed the prayer, yeah, of giving your life to the Lord, but nothing changed internally, or yeah. your you know your life didn't change. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I I think it's a good point to bring up. I want to just send out a warning out there to people who might be listening. Maybe this podcast was shared with you by a friend. I really want to encourage you today that that if you call yourself a Christian, there should be some sort of evidence yeah, of true. that Christianity, that you're walking with Jesus. And Because um, Harry just said, hey, I prayed the prayer multiple times, but I really didn't give my life to the Lord until I was 18 years old. Now, listen, you give your life to the Lord. He literally takes control of your life life. That's right. It's not just a prayer you pray Mm -hmm. and then go, you don't pray a prayer to God, but then go live for the devil. Right. It's not salvation. Right. That's not repentance of your sins. But there was a moment of repentance for Harry and it was when he was 18 years old. All right. A little bit of a different question for Evan. Um, but uh, I want to just ask, ask Evan, Evan, when did you feel like you had a call of God on your life? What was that moment like?
2: Yeah, that's such a great question. I I just think of how many people kind of projected what they thought was supposed to go for my life, and of course we get that. People say, oh, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. Well, you know, your dad's you this, know, and so you're going to
0: follow your dad's footsteps. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, or,
2: or something that you're doing or you're, you're somewhat interested in. But I remember, for me specifically, it was actually uh, during the Ignited Ministry Academy that we have here at Cornerstone Church. This was really specific where I felt God direct. This is the direction calling of your life. And it was in the middle of Christmas break. I was coming home back up to Bay City, where I originally was from. And I was driving and and I was halfway through the IMA is what we call it. And I felt God speak to my heart. It wasn't an audible voice, but this was God saying, you've gone through what you've gone through. You've learned what you've learned for such a time as this to minister to the next generation, to disciple and preach the next generation. It was so profound on me, Pastor Luke, when that came on me. I was filled with joy, excitement, anticipation, and it came midway driving home. It wasn't some kind of prayer service that was happening, which it can happen that way, but that's where I felt it just attached to me. I was thinking about ministry, growing up in youth ministry, thought about it. This is where it, in a way, it attached to me. So that's my answer. That's where I felt the call of God mm-hmm. on my life.
0: What would you say to somebody right now who, who knows they have a call of God in their life? You know, they know they do. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. um, uh, only God calls you, and you know when God calls you. Yes, you do. Yes. You know, what would you say to somebody right now who, who they have a call of God in their life,
2: but they're not walking in it? What would you say to them? How would you warn them? I would warn them saying, don't waste your time anymore because this life is too short already. I tell you the truth, as soon as I said yes to the calling of God, all of a sudden life not only got better, not only did I see greater fruit produced in my life, greater opportunities produced in my life, all of a sudden everything shifted from trying to get through things to enjoying the journey. And that's the difference when you're doing the call of God, when you're fulfilling the call of God. And it might be you're just starting to serve at your church. Maybe you're saying, yeah, I will help with that small group. Anything that starts to move in the direction that God has you called in, you'll start to see little, little signatures of God move in your life specifically.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And oh my gosh, it gets... It gets so good. It gets so exciting when you start to taste and see that the Lord is good here. You start to do a little thing here where it's moving you in that direction. All of a sudden, life, there's greater color in your life. There's greater journey. Oh, I, can't, I could keep going on. I would say just start doing it. Don't waste mm-hmm. another moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
0: good. Yeah, don't, don't waste your life living for the, the devil. Right. If you got a call of God in your, on your life, serve him. Serve him alone. All right, Aaron. This question is for you. Would you say to somebody right now what what advice would you give to somebody right now who um, is struggling with an addiction or a sin um, mm-hmm. and or a negative, uh, 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 depressed mindset about life? Super struggling right now. Um, maybe they're a Christian. Maybe they're not a Christian. Maybe they mm-hmm. maybe they are a Christian and. Um, they have yet repented of a certain sin. They're struggling right now. What advice would you give to them? What would you tell them to do? How would you tell? How would you help
3: them out? Well, I would say this, and especially if you are a Christian listening, this is especially true for you, is to share it with another believer, to share it with another brother. I don't know uh, from my life personally. When I was in probably ninth grade, I was really struggling uh, with my purity and with lust, and it wasn't until. I opened up to another believer who was older than me. And I said, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. And that was the first step in being able to conquer that secret sin in my life. And it wasn't like instantaneous, like boom, chains broke off. But it was the first step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is one of the key moments is to surround yourself with people. And it's not just a surrounding yourself. Because you can be surrounded by people who care about you. But if you don't actually tell them what's going on if you don't reveal to them what's going on say hey I need help hey I'm struggling um, nothing's really gonna change so you have to be willing to to open up to somebody and I think this is a big thing is I thought the reason I did not for a little while oh they're gonna judge me they're not they nobody else is struggling with this yeah they're right not, they're yeah. just gonna <laughs> nobody's
0: nobody's struggling with lust <laughs>
3: <laughs> nobody I'm the only one right that's exactly what I thought and then I was like oh guys this is what I'm struggling with they're like yeah, everybody struggles with that. And here's some ways we can help you. And just bringing that to the light really helped. And so that was my biggest piece of advice to you is to open up and share with somebody and watch as God begins to, begins to move in your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Harry, this question is for you. Um, why, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the devil doing? What, why is the devil trying to get us trapped in these sins and addictions? These, these problems why what's his
1: end goal what's his, what you trying to do to us? Well I think about like how God everything he does is to glorify his own name right he wants he wants to be glorified God he, God, God, God does right mm-hmm. and so the devil wants to do the opposite he wants God to not be glorified. So what he's doing is he's trying to take away the, the glory of God. He wants his own glory. He's, he's prideful, right? He wants to be worshipped himself. And so what he does, he, he goes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? The Bible says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so what he's trying to do is he's trying to stop people from moving forward in God, right? He's trying to stop people from moving forward by keeping them bound to sin. And he knows that. He knows that if someone's saved, right, they're going to heaven to be with the Lord. And so everything that that we do as believers to fulfill the Great Commission, the devil is trying to stop us from doing. And so it may not be, you know, it might be a believer who does believe and he's saved, right? But there might be sin in their life that's reoccurring, that's stopping them from growing. And sometimes we think the devil wants to just pull us away from God. And sometimes it's as simple as maybe he just wants you to stop in your tracks. Because when you stop moving, you stop advancing the kingdom of God. And when you stop advancing the kingdom of God, that means other people that God wants you to save aren't going to get saved. Mm -hmm. Other people that are going to go to heaven or need to go to heaven aren't going to go to heaven because the the devil has kept you in bondage. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Evan. Now listen, this next question is for Evan. If you're a child of God, the devil hates you. He's lost. Right. He's lost that battle. Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. He hates you. But what he's going to try to do now is stop you Mm -hmm. from spreading the truth, yeah. the good news of Jesus Christ, any way he can, he's going to try to stop you mm-hmm. from doing that. And he's going to try to hinder other people from 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 heaven, essentially, mm-hmm. stopping everybody to, from going to heaven as much as he can. But if you're a child of God, he really does hate you, and he wants to destroy your life. Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody right now who feels like they— their life is being destroyed. Mm -hmm. It just almost feels like they're just walking down a path of destruction. They're not walking the right way. They are definitely heading in the wrong direction, but they consider themselves Mm -hmm. saved. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them right now? Mm -hmm. They know the enemy enemy has a plan to destroy Mm -hmm. you, to kill you, and to steal from you. What advice would you give them?
2: Well, I want to preface it with this, Pastor Luke. I think Craig Rochelle says it well. If the enemy can't get you to sin, he'll get you distracted. If he can't get you to sin, he'll get you distracted. So maybe you're a Christian. Maybe you don't. You're not struggling with a huge sin, but you're distracted by many things, many pursuits. You're trying to get the attention, get the job, get the the car, and 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 you're going down a road that the world says is good, but God says, I did not have that for you. Mm-hmm. I know, unfortunately, a good amount of people who get in this trap, they're not in a huge, horrific sin, but they're distracted and they're going down a path that will not, and I say it again, will not produce Life, yeah, you might get to heaven, but your reward is so small. Your reward is so, small. And, and and I believe uh, Francis Chan says that if you're just saved just to get out of hell, you're missing it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're missing it because there is, and like I said before, there is so much life to live. The journey of life in God is full of color you've not seen yet. Yep, it brings a vibrancy to your life, and I want to encourage you, you need to really. Like uh, scripture says, choose today whom you will serve. If I'm going down a path that is not of God, is not called of God, that means I'm serving myself. Well, you're serving the devil. Right. The right. If I'm serving myself, if I'm not serving God, yeah. then guess what? You are in, der- I, you're serving the devil. You're, you're serving his purpose. And a lot of people don't like to say that because it seems
0: so eerie. Yeah. but it's So dark. The, it, right? Yeah, it seems dark, but it's true. Yes. The Bible says you can't serve two masters. Yeah. Either serving God or you're serving the devil. Mm-hmm. So if you know right now you're not serving God, guess who you're serving?
1: The devil. The devil.
0: Yeah. How does it make you feel, Aaron? What would you tell somebody right now who's maybe realizing, oh man, I don't think <laughs> I've been I've been I've been covering this thing with with like it's like putting lipstick on a pig. Yeah. When you oh you know I'm I I'll serve God one day. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay, you're gonna serve God one day, so then that means today you're serving the devil. Yeah. What if, what do you get tell us? I see, don't we see this all the time with people? All the time. And we're pastors at church, and we see this all the time with people. We see people who are a child of God, but they are putting off till tomorrow what they should be doing today. Yeah. So essentially today they're serving the, de- the devil, and they're telling yeah. God, God, I'll serve you tomorrow. Let me get through this season. I want to date this boy. I want to <laughs> date this girl. I want to go after a little bit of money right now. Then when I get a little bit of money in my pocket, Lord, then I'll start serving you. Yeah. I want to but what would you tell somebody who's not realizing now, okay, I think I am. I'm I obviously not serving God because I know what God's telling me to do. Yeah. I'm serving the devil. What advice would you give them? Yeah, there's a couple
3: things. One is there's this story that I really love of this guy who he's kind of on the fence about life. He God's on one side, the devil's on the other side. He's like, "You know, I like the idea of God, even believe in God. He's right there, but right now I don't want to have to be what they think is I don't want to have to be restrained by all this God stuff. So I'm going to kind of stand on the fence and be over here with the devil friends. But when life is tough, maybe I'll be over here with my God friends. And just kind of trying to sit on the fence, live in the best of both worlds. And then the devil comes up to him and says, hey, you're coming with me. He's like, no, no, I'm on the fence. Mm-hmm. But the devil said, no, I own the fence. Yeah. You're mine. And that's a really scary thought. And I would say this, that today's the day of salvation, the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And today's the day the Lord has made and I'll rejoice and be glad in it. Well, you can't rejoice and be glad in what God has created if you're not serving God. Mm-hmm. If you're serving the devil, you're not rejoicing in everything that God has for you. And so you need to start today what God has called you to do. And the Bible says that when God sh- sees he can trust you with a little thing, he's going to start trusting you with a lot of things. Yep. And so there's so many people like, God, I want to one day when I have enough money, I'm going to be generous. Well, if you're not being generous right now with a little bit of money, you're never going to be generous with a lot of bit of money. Their heart's not generous right now. Right. Why would it be generous? It's not. It's not going to be generous later when you have one. Well, God, when I get married, then I'll start to serve you. Mm -hmm. If your heart's not for God right now, it's not going to be for God later. You need to start the small disciplines, the really small things right now. And even sometimes it might be a really small step. God, I'm going to read my Bible today. God I'm going to set aside 5 minutes to pray to you today. I'm going to look for the opportunity to share Jesus today. Yeah. Those little small steps will eventually mature you into a mature
0: Christian. You can step into what God has for you. Yeah. I let's not sugarcoat our evilness. Yeah. Our sin. Yeah. We sugarcoat it. We just say, "Oh, you know, I'm not serving the devil. I'm just having a little fun." Bradley. I'm just struggling I'm a little bit right now. Or um I, I <laughs> it's like putting lipstick on a pig. It didn't look very good and it's not true. You know, it doesn't I ain't gonna I ain't buying that, you know, that what you're doing. You're not selling me that, you know what I'm saying? I, I think people really need to understand the Bible's really clear. Paul talks about it in Romans. You know, if if you've got a call to being generous, be generous. If you have got a call to yeah. be an encourager, encourage with everything you have. If you've got a calling to be a teacher, be the teacher. We've got to live out what God has called us to do. Our life is so short. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. You're serving the devil today. What if you die today? Yeah, ah! yeah and I think
3: it's important too to call sin, sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so many people are like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of living my life right now. No, you're sinning. Yep. Just call it what it is. And when, once you start to identify this is sin, then you can start to change. But you're never going to change if
0: you're not calling it sin. Well, you can fool everybody in your life. Mm-hmm. You can hide who you really are from a lot of people. But God sees your heart, and he knows what your heart is. And um, I really, really want to encourage people out there. Live your life for the Lord with everything you have. If you're struggling with a sin, humble yourself before God. Repent of that sin. Mm -hmm. Tell him you're weak and you're sorry, and
2: ask for him to help you. He Mm -hmm. wants to help you overcome. Scripture says it. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, the two, two main factors. I would hear them. I would forgive them. And then I would heal their land, bless their crops, bless the work of their hand. Yep. And I think especially young adults, this is so dangerous because we think, oh my gosh, if I'm getting distant from God I and mean, I have to start working more, I have to make that money, I have to be happy, I have to be happy, I have to be happy. And we, we get this concept, I want to be happy instead of holy. And then we try and work. Mm-hmm. We try and get all this stuff done, which only gives us further away from God, further away from God, and then we get into a lifestyle, mm-hmm. which is so, so dangerous, where you literally have worked God out of your life, when it's just like, if I simply say yes to what God says, Evan, I want you to do, I will be provided for, my relationship with God will be greater, and I will have a greater life, a greater life, simply by obedience. Mm-hmm. Simple obedience take you to places you've only dreamed of going.
0: Harry, do you have any closing thoughts?
1: Yeah, this actually makes me think of um, a, a couple of years ago, uh, I felt like a, a call to ministry, right? A call to ministry through the Bible, through the Word, just being affirmed through people. And then I remember I was in this season where I wasn't working at the church or anything like that, you know, serving. Uh, but, you know, I remember coming back from like a vacation, kind of a holiday time, going back to work uh, in like in software, I do software stuff and just thinking, man, I just, I want to be in that next season. So bad. So bad. I just, I'm so tired of doing this. I don't want to do this anymore. And after, you know, I remember this, this hard season for me. And then God spoke to me and I felt conviction. I had to repent for this. He said, you're not even sharing the gospel with people at work. How can I expect you to do more? How can I how can I even give you that responsibility to do more? And I, I realize that it's so easy that we're chasing after the next season, but God calls us to every season to live right now, to live right now, for mm-hmm. him. And so my closing thoughts are, is God invading your life to the fullest? If you're compartmentalizing, all right, I just like you said, on Sundays, I'm a Christian, I raise my hands during service, I read the Bible. Sunday is my God day. Oh okay, yeah, I give it to him. but then on Monday you go back to work, and you completely shut off the christian side of you you, you shut not, off the voice of god you shut off the voice of god you're not praying you're not saying lord who do you want me to speak to today mm-hmm. lord what do you want me to do today give you're... me an opportunity
0: to speak to exactly
1: today. and and praying and saying give me those opportunities yeah. it's so important that your life as a christian is your life as a christian every single day mm-hmm. and that's how you can know that's how you can really know is if you're trying to do that every day mm-hmm. so essentially this is a great this was a great podcast Today, a little different from our others,
0: but, um, I just want to get, I want to get that word out there that, um, our life is, is short and, uh, many of you, if, if not, maybe all of us have a call of God for our life. That's right. Some calls are simple. Some calls some calls can be really, really wild and extravagant for some people, yeah. but you must do what the Lord is asking you to do to save as many as possible to make investments into eternity. It's the most important thing you can do. I think that one of the one of the most motivating things to keep me excited about the ministry is thinking about eternity. Yeah. That keeps you going. That keeps you going. I don't want to sacrifice um, um I don't want to sacrifice this life and ruin the next life. Yeah. I don't want to ruin, I don't want to make mistakes in this life to ruin the next life. And, and I don't want I don't I don't want to hide the truth from people about the next life so let's keep out keep it up keep up the good work everybody out there thanks for listening this has been podcast number three coming at you uh, from Cornerstone church you guys are awesome have a great day
1: burn apartment